Welcome to the Team Packed Podcast with your host, Quinton Pools. We hope to inspire you to think critically and biblically about current issues facing our culture, challenge you to make a difference in your community, and ultimately change the world. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Teen Pack Podcast. This is your host, Quinn Cools, and it's a joy to have Kylie Brandon with me today. Kylie and I have been working together at Teen Pack for a couple years now, and she previously was a staffer and an intern. Now she's a student at Liberty University, and she is an incredibly high-capacity person, and she does things with excellence, but like the rest of us, she has a limited capacity, um, as do I. And so we wanted to kind of talk today about the nature of work and rest and some of the things that we're learning in our journey and hopefully helping you out as a listener on your journey of right relationship with work and rest. So Kylie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Excited to be here. Good to talk about this. So Kylie's a native of Florida and moved up to Lynchburg, Virginia, where she's at Liberty. Um, and she continues to add on a lot of amazing work at Teen Pact and our communications team. Most recently, we're, we're planning national conventions. So there's a lot of exciting things in the works for that. We're also in the middle of our state class season. There's a ton of work going into that. We're also looking ahead to our alumni events this summer. There's a lot of work in that. And so what I'm hearing is more, more, more work, 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 do, do, um, which is exciting for those of us that love work. And that's a good thing. Um, but, uh, it also can weigh, weigh down on you and you realize that you're bumping up against, you know, social capacity and mental capacity and physical capacity and so forth. So let's start with this, Kylie, where do you see your relationship to work? You're, you seem to be somebody that's very driven, so I, I have a gut feeling that you like work, but just kind of talk to me about, you know, how do you relate to work? Yeah, I really enjoy work. I have always seen work as so strange. That... No, <laughs> oh, am I? <laughs> no, that's, um, that's I awesome. It, that's good. Yeah, me too. I get so excited. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I look, genuinely look forward to working every day and getting to put in the hours. I've had a few different jobs. Um, Teen Pack's probably the favorite job that I've ever had, but I genuinely just enjoy completing things and accomplishing tasks and moving towards a goal. And I think that it's just a really fun time. I also see work as um, something not only that we're called to biblically, but also something that's been gifted to us biblically. Is um, My pastor was talking the other day and he was giving a sermon on work. And then the next week he gave one on rest. But the one about work that he was saying is that a lot of people um, see the fall and then work was toilsome, right? And a lot of people see that as, oh, work is a punishment for our sin. Um, but what he pointed out was that work existed long before the fall and that work was a gift from God. And it was a joy for people to be filled with that purpose. Um, and to have something that they were divinely called to and it's worship. Mm, yeah. Um, and so it, it got harder and it got toilsome and it got frustrating after sin. And there's definitely times when it is that, even though I love it, there are those days that mm -hmm, it is totally simply not the best part of my day. Um, but it is at the end of the day, an act of worship and it's just a gift from God. And I genuinely love it so much. Yeah. I love that you went to some of that biblical imagery pre-fall I've, I've heard similar, um, kind of discoveries of like even the, the language of, 
of work and keep and of, of kind of the, the garden work that Adam was called to and so forth, that there's actually a lot of that that's then used later in the Old Testament related to, you know, to tabernacle worship. And it's like, oh, wait, so then work is worship. You mentioned that. So what should my relationship be to work? And for you, you got started working at a young age. I believe you have a, a family company that you're a part of and you've held several different jobs over the years. Um, when, when you think about getting involved in work and getting involved at a young age, not pushing that off to sometime later in life, because I think a lot of people do, like they might, they might have like the, the part-time gig because mom and dad kind of want you to be doing something productive with your time. But, but you're, you're kind of seeing that from a different angle. You're saying, no, no, no. Like I was actually made to, to do some stuff and, and I want to discover what that is and I want to get good at that. So what has that process been like, you know, from your kind of mid teen years till now where you're like, okay, no, this is actually, this is a process, but I'm, I'm enjoying this part and I'm discovering this. I'm enjoying that. Like, talk to me about those things. Yeah. You know, there were quite a few reasons that I started doing work. And one of them was because I enjoyed it. But when I started working, I genuinely didn't know that I enjoyed it necessarily. It was just something I hoped that I would like, but I didn't have any experience with it. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I started work because my parents honestly just taught me that it's important to work towards something, to always be learning, to be growing, to be gaining experience. And they really encouraged me in that. Um, and also, you know, there's just that part of you that does need to make some money someday. So yeah, that's definitely for sure. a contributing factor. But once I started working, I really found a passion for it. Um, and, and that's, I think kind of what you were talking about is just like that passion of even before I worked for teen pact, when I worked at a company that was not a Christian ministry, right. My parents' company is a construction company. Um, but even while I worked there, just finding passion and purpose in it, in the people that I get to communicate with and speak to, and in the little jobs that I get to do, I was in charge of invoicing and insurance there, and that's not a role that had too much human interaction or role for creativity or anything like that. Um, but there was still so much purpose in it. Um, and there were still so many ways that I could serve the Lord in it simply by growing in, in ways that will help me later on in life and learning lessons every day and using the little opportunities that I had to glorify him. And I think that it really helped me to start learning that as a young age. I think it can be difficult to start work during college or after college, um, having no experience prior to that, because then it does mm. start to feel kind of like that. Oh, it's just the next step in life. And now I just have to start the working part of my yep. life. Yep. Um, but I think that starting to work, yeah, my first job was like when I was in middle school and I worked at a barn, uh, and horse stalls. <laughs> hey, that's better uh, than me. I worked in alpaca stalls. So <laughs> oh my, <laughs> that is really something special. Yeah, it's not, know? it's not a one-up. I'm not, I'm not claiming that as like a great, you know, oh, look at what Gwen did. <laughs> oh <my gosh>. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I think that, um, Starting work young, though, really showed me that it's something fun. It wasn't something that I necessarily needed to lean on monetarily. It wasn't like sure. I needed to support myself in early high school and middle school. Yeah, um, It was just for fun, extra little things that I wanted. But that taught me that work is something that can, can be enjoyable and should be a source of joy from the Lord in our lives, even 
on the days when it is very trying Mm. (laughs) and a little bit difficult. And maybe it's not bringing a smile to my face. It can still be a source of purpose and joy. Mm. My pastor recently um, was talking about rest and how um, biblical rest has to do with leaning the weight of your life on Jesus. Mm. And I I love that imagery of um, even as I'm working, I can be resting in Jesus. And I want to talk a little bit about the nature of work and rest because you're somebody who really enjoys work and you see work as, as, you know, a blessing from the Lord and something you're called to do and something you enjoy getting really good at and all of those things. But over time that could just build up and build up and build up, whether it's the total amount of work or whether it's kind of priorities that are misaligned. I mean, we see this in New York city and and a lot of big cities and big companies where, you know, you'll work 80, 90 hours and it's still never enough. Like you're still kind of chasing that next thing and you're, you know, you're just, you just have to, you know, finish this project so you can start the next one. And, and to you, to me, that's exciting because work is fun. But over time you start realizing like, yeah, maybe, maybe I wasn't made to just like constantly be doing work all the time and, and you don't. Um, and so maybe, maybe talk to us a little bit about what's, what's kind of changed for you or what has given you perspective. Like it's not just, you know, 50% sleep time rest and 50% work. It's like, no, there's, there's all these other gifts that God gives us. He gives us the body of Christ. He gives us education. He gives us uh, friends. He gives us, you know, all these other things that we could spend our time on. How do you even know what to prioritize so talk, talk to me a little bit about kind of work and rest and what's the relationship that you see between those two? Yeah, that is definitely a lesson that I have had to learn. Um, it's been in a really important one and a really shaping one in my life. I am naturally just a chronic overachiever to an unhealthy level. Um, and so I've had to learn what that balance is and what it should be and why it's there and why it's important. I think that I have in the past been to that point where I've been able to see either academic studies or work as my identity. And I'm like, this is who I am. Um, but it's not. And that's something that I've I've really learned and the Lord has really led me on is that work and academics and all these other things, they're all little pieces of who the Lord created me to be. And they're all ways that I can serve him and that I can honor him and worship him, but it's not the sole part of who I am and who he created to be. He created me with personality and friendships, like you were saying, and um, my church volunteering there and with time to just sit and study and learn about him because worship is also quiet reflection on who he is. Mm. And it doesn't always have to be busy, 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 accomplishing things that you can write down, but worship can be so many things. And that it's all those little things that create a child of God. It's not just the one thing that they feel most strong and are most noticeable in. And I feel like that is, is really important. I did last, there was last year, I did a study on rest um, and work and just the balance. And there were a few verses um, that I pulled and that I've been able to like look back on over the year and just kind of, kind of look at and, 
Proverbs 18, nine says, whoever is slack in his work is a brother to him who destroys. That's some pretty strong language, yep. encouraging work, yep. um, encouraging the need for that. However, there's also verses like Matthew 11, uh, 28, come to me all who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. And I think that the fact that the Lord was so purposeful in putting a multitude of verses, mm-hmm. <laughs> like both of these in the Bible, showing both the importance of work and the importance of rest. Um, and there is no beating around the bush, if you will, in those verses. They're very clear and straightforward that we're called to both. Um, and so I'm excited to continue learning in that. There have been times in my life when I was working two jobs, pretty sufficient hours in both, and then also um, college full time. And like, there's times in your life like that, that are just crazy busy. But even in those times when you are working and pouring yourself into work so hard, it's important not to lose sight of the importance of rest in that. Mm, Yeah, that's really good. I, I feel like with rest, um, you know, I, I've been somebody who's seen the dignity of work and we've mentioned this a couple times and I think a lot of our listeners will, will see that and align with that. And then there's others who probably tend to be more, um, I don't know, like some people are less driven and just because you don't stay at the office late or you put in extra hours because you can, or because you could make that project that much more excellent. I wonder how much people kind of get into comparison where then it's like, oh, like, well, I'm not like so-and-so and so-and-so might be the, the overworked worker bee. Um, but it doesn't necessarily make your form of not working those hours actually any more like dignified or valuable because you might not actually be, you know, reflecting on the Lord and worshiping him in his presence. You might be just like on your phone more, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and to me, so pulling back the curtain on my life a little bit between my, me graduating from college and me starting my master's degree, there was at least two semesters. And during those two semesters, I was watching Netflix more than I ever have in my entire life. And because it was filling a vacuum, like I took out time that I had been spending in studies and faithfully so. And then it was just like, well, what am I going to do with that time? Well, now I'm just going to watch some shows on my computer. And I realized I I don't want to do that. I actually want to apply myself. And so I I got back into school and kept doing some good stuff with my time. But then it, it almost like, created or, or like set up an entire like mentality of like, I just have to constantly be doing. And and there's another proverb I think that speaks about, you know, not having slack hands and, and that sort of thing. And, and, you know, you referenced one of those and I, I, I definitely didn't want to do that, but it, it seems like you could either be overworking and it not actually be worship, or you could be underworking and that not be worship either. Like there's, there's a whole, like it's about like walking with the Lord and embracing him and being in his presence and going to his word. And like, and I feel like sometimes we assume that it's like cookie cutter. Like, it's like, if you're going over 40 hours of work, you're a workaholic. And it's like, well, no, like you might just be excellently serving and leading in the, in the context that God's provided for you. 
but there might be other priorities that you're you're letting go on the wayside with family, with church, etc. And so what I'm hearing you say is there there needs to be this humble reflection, like what you did, what, whatever that was last year, did you say, uh, for that study? It's like you took time to reflect on yourself and even gone back to it recently and said, all right, like, am I actually following this biblical pattern of work and rest and both of these things are good and there needs to be a balance here. I just think a lot of people, and maybe this is American culture, uh, but it's so go, go, go that you don't even take time to zoom out and just reflect on that. So how have you built in, is it seasons of reflection? Is it a discipline of once a week, once a quarter, you once a year, you kind of reflect on some of these things that are going on in your life. Um, talk to me about kind of the rhythms. Has this been something where you're just kind of head down and then every once in a while you lift your head up and be like, huh, I need to think about this. Like, talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, I love what you're saying in there. And the word picture is very good as well. Um, I think what you're saying really reminds me just that anything can become an idol in too high of quantities. And that's the same for work or for rest. Either one of those in too high of a quantity is an idol. And that's that's suddenly something that's very toxic and negative and is getting between our relationship with Christ. And that's very important not to have. Um, I feel like that's a point that I've neared at some points in my life and almost to where the point where I feel guilty for resting. And I feel like I'm doing something wrong if I'm not constantly working or constantly pouring myself into something that's productive or beneficial. Um, but that's just not the case. And a rhythm is something that I'm still finding. Okay. And it's a priority. And it's something that changes with time. You know, some weeks, for example, this week of my life has been wildly crazy, busy <laughs> uh, with schoolwork, with work. It's all the presentations and exams and due dates and tasks and everything in this week. And I think that it's important to just find quiet time. I think that there's physical rest and there's another type of rest and that's spiritual rest that you can find. Physical rest is very important. It is mm -hmm. important to have those times when you can just sit down. And for me, that generally looks like sitting down and just thinking about literally nothing and just giving my body a break and giving my brain yep. a break yep. and letting myself refresh. And that is something I really have been striving the past few years to honor the Sabbath um, as, as strictly as I possibly can, because I think that that is a wonderful opportunity. Mm. Um, for physical rest that we are biblically called to, and it's literally built into our calling as Christians. And so that's something that I've really been working on. But as far as a day-to-day, -day, I think it's important to just take a little bit of time um, and to just prioritize getting into scripture, or even if you don't have time to study scripture for a long period of time or to read through your Bible, I try to prioritize turning on worship music um, and singing along to it. That's a big form of worship for me mm -hmm. just in the background as I'm getting ready for my day. Mm -hmm. I think that um, you're, you're allowing those truths to shape your, your soul, your, your heart, your emotion, your thoughts mm -hmm. so that your day is, is lived out of that identity, not out of a false identity or an idol. Exactly. Yeah. yeah it's just refocusing 
the goal of why I'm doing everything that I'm doing and reminding me that it's all for the glory of Christ above all, um, as well as a really practical way that I've found that's helpful is to turn driving time into prayer time. And I just turn yeah. off the music or I have worship music on very, very faintly. Um, but I just take that time to pray and to pray out loud because I think that when I pray inside my head, I can get very distracted and I start Same. thinking my to-do list. And I'm like, dear Lord, oh, got to do this, got to do that. I'm like, yep. oh, that's not right. Yeah. Uh, so we, praying out loud really helps me to focus my prayers. Totally, totally. In fact, um, at, at Teen Pack Venture this year, for our listeners, that's our all guys event. Um, there, one of the Teen Pact interns, Henry Anslinger, um, was sharing about uh, how to kind of design a devotional time with the Lord. And one of the things that I, I found really helpful, I can't remember the word he used for it. I've heard another author refer to it as a paperweight, but basically to just have like note paper nearby so that you can write down those random thoughts that come to your head so that they're out of your head and you can focus and mm -hmm. sometimes that that relates to just going to bed so that your mind is not racing. But <laughs> even like in times where you're like in kind of, you know, just spending time with the Lord and praying, like I, I love the idea that you're describing and that's just, hey, say it out loud, like focus, like move all the other stuff out, remind yourself of who the Lord is and who you are in light of who the Lord is and what he's done for you. And, and now engage with him. Like, you know, I, to me, if I... If I don't do that, if I wake up late and I'm heading into work and I maybe turn on a podcast instead of the worship music or instead of, you know, praying out loud to the Lord, I just try to do it in my head. Those things just don't consistently happen. Like, you know, mm -hmm. like the, the, the refreshment that comes from that and not, not that it's us centered, like it, it's ultimately for the glory of the Lord, like so that our life is in service to him and in response to his gospel. But but there's a, there's a sweetness and a refreshment. Like I was saying earlier, like you, you can, even when you're working, rest in Jesus, in your identity in him. And that can give you the inertia to do the thing that you don't want to do that day related to work because God's grace is with you. And it's like, it's a, it's an incredible gift that keeps on giving in that sense, like grace mm -hmm. upon grace. But so often we try to just kind of manage our day, manage our calendar a little better, like shoot shoot back that text real fast, shoot back that email real fast. And it's just go, 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 go. And we like stress ourselves out. Like it's no wonder that, you know, anxiety is just like a constant for people in our society. <laughs> like, it's like, if you don't deal with anxiety, you're weird. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> but I, I really like what you're describing where it's like, no, 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 these, these patterns of rest that, that the Bible describes, like these are, these are good. These, there's a reason God gave us the Sabbath. There's reason God gave us physical rest. Um, and it's a sweet gift. It, it is. It really is. And I think that it's just a process of learning of what that rest looks for you. You know, everyone's like that physical rest is also important to prioritize for sure. And that's something that you also have to work around. Like there's only so many hours in every day. And some of those need to be spent on enjoying the life that the Lord provided and finding other ways to honor him in that. Mm. And they can't all be spent on work and Sometimes what you need is just to take a step back, maybe roll your chair away from your desk hypothetically and just take a moment to pray. Or sometimes that means not working the extra 10 hours that you could fit in mm -hmm. that week and going mm -hmm. 
and spending that time with your family or with friends or just even just going on a hike by yourself and praying or something like that. And I think that is something that can look different to everyone. There's not one perfect remedy or the perfect ingredient list, if you will, of how to live that healthy balance of work and rest. Um, I think that it changes based on where you're at in life and what the Lord is currently calling you to and what has to be done. But I think that it is important that there is always a balance. It can't be to where one is just winning out over the other. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. And I think if we were to have, you know, other guests on the podcast joining us in this conversation who were even in different seasons of life, like you and I are, you know, around 20, around 30 years old. If you were to add the 40 year old and the 50 year old and the 60 year old and the 70, like, I think they would agree. I don't think Mm -hmm. it's a far fetch for me to say that. Like, I think they would agree that in different seasons, God, God calls you to do certain things or certain priorities that start shifting. And so I, I think that's very wise of you to discern that it's not, you know, a one size fit all thing. Um, but it is a, we need to be humble to discern, all right, Lord, what do you have for me right here, right now, in terms of my relationship with work and rest? I'll tell you one last uh, kind of funny thing. And maybe, maybe some of our coworkers will be listening to this and they'll, they'll give me a jab about it. But the other day I was dealing with um, like two or three days of just straight feeling, feeling anxious, feeling just overwhelmed by just a, a long to-do list, not getting enough progress. And it came to the point where I was just like, the third cup of coffee just isn't enough. And I was like, you know what I need? I actually need a nap. And so I turned off the light in my office, closed the door, laid down, set an alarm for like, I don't know, 10 minutes or something, fell asleep, woke back up, got back to work, felt refreshed physically. Like it was like a total gift from the Lord. And and I was way more productive at the end of the day, but it was it was, it was something that required me to recognize like just, just trying more and doing more and, oh, just a little bit more caffeine to, to push my way through. It's like, no, what you might need is to rest and rest actually (laughs) enables better work. And it's like, we totally get that messed up. So I I think one of the biggest takeaways that I, you know, I have from our conversation and hopefully this will serve those of you guys that are listening to the Teen Pack podcast is reflect on your own life and consider your relationship to work and your relationship to rest. Because if that's out of balance, you're going to have that that's going to affect you and it's going to affect the people in your life. And if you don't know how it's affecting people, ask them, right? Like, (laughs) like if you ask your parent or your spouse or your boyfriend or girlfriend or your schoolmates or whatever, and you say, Hey, do you, am I balanced with work and rest? Am I out of balance with work and rest? They'll tell you like they know they're observing it. They see it. So, um, I, I just think, like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like that's one of the best recommendations that I would have is that accountability, you know, it's so good. Family and friends are such a blessing for so many reasons. Um, but one of the reasons that they're put into your life is to hold you accountable. And this is one really great area my family, sometimes I will just be on FaceTime with them and they will just call me out. They'll say, you are not sleeping enough. You we can see it in your eyes. Time. You know, yeah, yeah. Oh, they hear it in my voice. They see it in my eyes. They're like, oh no, not again. Yep. <laughs> I'm able to hold me accountable. That's good. My, my boyfriend, a lot of times he'll just look at me when I'm working too much and he asks me, he's like, is it honoring God for you to stay up another three hours and to not sleep tonight to finish this? I'm like, all right, that's not honoring God. You're right. <laughs> Um, 
but just that type of accountability that people can hold you to is a gift and a blessing and like fully utilize your friends and family for that purpose. Yep. Totally. Totally. Well, thank you so much, Kylie, for serving us by having this conversation. I hope this blesses the listeners. I think it will. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you're back on the podcast. So thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for joining us for this special edition of the Team Packed Podcast. Have any questions about today's episode? Send us an email at communications at teampack.com. Or you can visit our website for more information about our programs and state classes.